Thank you for listening to this edition of the Christian Car Guy podcast. It's brought to you by Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road. Mr. Quick Pick is the opportunity for you to start your own roadside assistance business. If you have more investment energy than investment capital, stop working for someone else. Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road is the opportunity to have your own home-based business, working directly with auto clubs and leveraging a national brand and marketing strategy. Mr. Quick Pick helps people who have run out of gas, lock their keys in their car, or need a jump start. An A-plus rated company with a Better Business Bureau and the three-time winner of the Member's Choice Award for customer service. This could be the chance you've been looking for to serve others at the point of crisis and even share your walk with Christ. So whether you're looking for a business opportunity or in need of emergency roadside assistance, choose Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road. MrQuickPick.com. Now sit back and enjoy this podcast of the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. You got to nip it in the bud. Here in my car, here I am to worship. Here in my car, here I am to bow down. Here in my car, here I am to say that you're my God. Traveling Tabernacles. <laughs> Yes, traveling tabernac- traveling tabernacles today on the Christian Car Guy Show. You know, God has always been up for a road trip. You know, even the original tabernacle came in the convenient travel size when you think about it. <laughs> well, I heard a, a podcast from Ransom Heart this week on being hard-pressed on every side from 2 Corinthians chapter 4. You know, as it, wa- it was for Paul, think of our world today. Hard-pressed on every side, right? These crazy phones. How many times a day am I chained to this crazy thing? Email, text, social media, phone calls, pictures, news. You know, they tried to do a study of how many screens a day our teenagers are looking at, and they couldn't even decide how to count because the children today are looking at TV at the same time they're looking at their phone and they're looking at a video, and does that count as looking at three screens or does it count as... Looking at one. And I would challenge anyone to look around in an airport or a restaurant or a mall or anywhere they want to look and see if everybody isn't looking at their phone all the time. Well, they explained that same thing in the podcast, and they they informed us that this was a podcast of, uh, at Ransom Heart, by the way. They, they have a wonderful podcast they do every week. And they explained in that same podcast that we have 250% more information coming at us minute by minute than our fathers had. And our fathers had 250% more than their fathers had. And guess what? Their fathers had 250% more. So what do you think all that information coming at you second by second, all that story, all that drama, all that pain 
it's pressing in on your soul. So, yes, we are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. Paul's shield of faith was up and locked with his brothers. So the question today on a Christian Car Guy show for all of us is, what's a practical way we can get there where we are got all this stuff coming at us and we're not crushed? So one practical way they said, and I just flipped my switch being that I'm the Christian Car Guy, was this idea of traveling tabernacles, right? That as you get into your car, you just naturally disconnect. As much as you may try to watch your phone while you drive, you really can't do it. And so you naturally find yourself disconnecting. And with that is an opportunity to reconnect with God or the pastors in your car. What a novel idea. (laughs) And I know I realize I get this. I am singing to the choir, right? Because you're listening right now to a Christian radio network or maybe you're listening to the podcast of this show. But you tuned in in order to disconnect from the world and to connect with God. And our listeners, you know, I realize that you guys are out there trying to meet with God in your car, probably as I speak. So what I'm really hoping you would do today, what I would absolutely love for you to do is to give us, that would be everybody listening today, including me, some practical tips on how do you do that? How do you get in your car as you could hear from my intro, the idea is here in your car, right? How do you get in your car and disconnect and begin to worship and connect with God? What does that look like in your life? 866-348-7884. This is a live show. It's November 4th. Yes. Daylight savings time's going off tomorrow, so you're going to have to reset your watch. I need to get to get that in sometime this morning. <laughs> Tomorrow's church, you're going to get an extra hour of sleep. How cool is that? But right now, we need you to call in 866-348-7884 and share how do you turn your travel into a tabernacle, right? Prayer, one of my favorite ways to pray, and I've done it for years, is at certain signs or mile markers, it's just my cue to begin a prayer. And I have certain prayers that I pray at a certain time of the day, depending on, you know, those normal trips that I take. Or maybe you, you love Christian music and you tune into K-Love or WBFJ, whatever it is that you do, you know, I like sometimes to just hit a song on YouTube or something and just play it time and time and time again. For years, I listened to the Bible on, on cassettes and I would, you know, back when we had cassettes and cars, yes, I can remember eight tracks even before that, yes. And you would put that in, and I listened through the Bible many, 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 many times doing that. Maybe you do that. See, not only can we worship alone, but there's corporate worship in your car, right? I mean, think about it. How many moms right this minute are out there across the world singing Christian songs for their kids? Corporate worship. How many fathers are telling Bible stories? Corporate worship. How do you do that? 866 866- Three four eight seven eight eight four. Turning your car into a traveling tabernacle. You disconnected from the phone. You disconnected from the world. You're in this like little sanctuary, and you're off, and you're worshiping. How do you do that? What an important way to break all that's depressing in on us on every side, right? So think about it. If Jeremiah was out there, 
when Jeremiah got in his car, <laughs> I like to think about Jeremiah, the weeping prophet. You know, this guy, and I don't know if you're like this, but I'm like this. When God touches me, I just weep. And, and sometimes I'll be driving along, and it'll be a song, and it touches me, and I just begin to weep. Or it'll be a message that's brought by a pastor. Um, I love Alistair Begg. He's one of my absolute favorite. It's not unusual for him to touch something, and all of a sudden God shows up, and I begin to weep, and I pull over on the side of the road. Has that happened to you? How do you get that to happen? How do you connect like that? We want to hear from you. Really, think of all the people that you could encourage with your, that you could encourage with your story. 866-348-7884. Please, please call in today and share how you've done it, how you've seen it. Traveling Tabernacles today on the Christian Car Guy Show. But also, as you might imagine, we have our appraisal by the Real Black Book coming up at the end of the show. Kind of a neat thing. It was my birthday this week. And when I was doing my daily prayer, when I got up on my birthday morning, I asked Jesus to show me something really cool. And he really did. And it was the day before Halloween. <laughs> my birthday is October 30th. And if you're wondering, yes, I'm 62. I'm no young whippersnapper. But there it was the day before what we would know as the 500th anniversary of the Reformation, right? And, and we had a big pastor celebration that was going on with our station that we got to bless some pastors and we got to hear a phenomenal message. But it's interesting how God put that on my lesson plan that he was going to teach me something really cool right along these lines that we're talking about today in Traveling Tabernacles. And he shared that with me and I'm going to share with that with you coming up at the end of the show in our appraisal by the Real Black Book. That's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure, cry out for discernment and lift up our voices for understanding. So the other neat thing that happened, I'm going to share a phenomenal story that, you know, we have the Jesus labor love. That's car repair labor for single moms, widows, families in crisis. And we had this car donated, and we spent some time with it. You've heard last week me and Bob talk about that we were waiting to get this bearing fixed. Well, if you go to Christian Car Guy right now and look, a picture's worth a thousand words. There's a mom there with her daughter. She has Down syndrome. So, it, it, And again, since I teach Down syndrome children every Sunday and Sunday, well, not children, some of them are older than me. <laughs> I, I teach special needs at, at the church that I work at. And so, you know, I have a real affinity for these folks. And so I got to go up there and deliver that car yesterday. And like I said, a picture's worth a thousand words. If you could see, this was way up on a dirt road. I'm going to share a lot about that coming up. And again, think about how cool is it that God meets people through the Jesus labor of love, that somebody out there heard this radio show, donated a car so that this lady <laughs> would end up, in, in, and when you hear the story, it's just more than phenomenal. We're going to get to that. We also want to talk a little bit today, because I haven't harped on it in a while, and it's just, I always feel horrible when I hear something like this happened in our area, and I know some of you may be in Seattle, Seattle today, or you may be in Kentucky or down in South Carolina, but here in North Carolina, three teenage boys were killed in automobile back. All three, I, it just, I can't imagine, three families are really, really hurting. This was a few weeks ago over something that happened as a result of speeding. So I want to talk about that. I want to talk about seatbelts. We're going to talk about how you... Worship in your car. We need your call, please. 866-348-7884. So much more coming up. Where am I 
Jesus, I will cling to you. Come what may, there am I cause I know you're able. I know you care. So traveling tabernacles today on the Christian Car Guys show. With all this stuff coming at us, right, left, sideways, how do you disconnect when you get in your car? How do you turn your car into that tabernacle, a place where you meet with God, a place where he connects with you? How does that feel? How does that work? Share it with somebody. You might be shocked how you see, find out when we get to heaven how you encourage somebody else with your story. You can do that today. You can call in live at 866 348 7884 Three for truth. We would love to hear how you do that. How do you, you know, I once heard a talk by, actually I was listening to Christian radio and Dr. James Dobson was saying that the average father only spends like 30 seconds a week in meaningful conversation with his children. <laughs> oh, well, from now on, I'm taking my kids to school so I can have them for the 15, 20 minutes it takes to get to school. And we will have sort of a a command perform, you know, so where we we can set aside where it's quiet. It's just me and my two kids at the time. That was before I had three, and we started talking through the Bible, and we had a meaningful conversation every week on whatever subject it was. And it was interesting. We went all the way through the Bible, and by the time that they were starting to drive themselves, we got to Revelation. God timed it out so that we could do that. That's some time that I got to have the traveling tabernacle with my children and a corporate worship kind of thing and something I wouldn't trade for anything. I got to do that for years and years. Something like that that you do, you could encourage thousands of people today with your story by calling in and sharing. 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. Of course, if you got that car question, that's what I'm here for, or some comment, we would love for you to call and and share whatever that is. That's what we're here for, 866-348-7884. Now, I was promising that I would share this story, and again, I, I would say that a picture is worth a thousand words, and if you've got time to go to christiancarguy.com and look at this picture of this mother with her daughter, uh, but I got to tell the story because God showed off so much. I mean, how could I keep silent? The rocks would <laughs> start crying out, but this was not Robbie's faith. I can assure you this was God showing up. So I got this. It, it was probably three and it may have been four weeks ago. I got a, a request from a lady that way north of here where I didn't have any resources. I didn't have anybody to tow the car. I didn't have anybody to repair the car. And she said that she was taking care of a special needs daughter who I met yesterday, which was absolutely fun. But, and that she often had to take her to the doctor and whatever. And her car had this problem and that problem. One of the biggest problems was that the brakes were so bad that she was afraid to even get on the road. And the real challenge was that she lives about two and a half miles, maybe up a very crazy dirt trail. I wouldn't even call it a road as I drove up it yesterday. <laughs> so getting this car out of there was going to be a challenge. And so, you know, every time we get these, and I have several of them right now, I'm praying, praying, God, how are we going to meet this need? How do you want to meet this need? I've got to give it to you. A lot of times I got to give them to God because I don't know how we're going to meet it. And, and I just figure he can handle it. And so I'm praying, praying, praying. And 
I find out this this woman calls and she says, I've got this infinity. I've been trying to donate to your ministry, but your website doesn't work. How come you didn't call me? I told you two weeks ago, I've got this car. And so come to find out, unfortunately, our email at the station blew up about a year ago. And although I fixed most of my email links, the one where people would donate a car, I had forgotten about. And so I never got the email that that car was there ready to be donated. Well, once I realized I had a car to be donated, and not only a car, this was a, like a 2005 Infiniti G35, which I've seen now is an absolutely beautiful car. I mean, a nice car. And, you know, we worked through that. We got, you know, and I called the lady and, oh, she would, she could, this was three weeks ago and she was just, oh, I'm going to get a car. Now I can take my my daughter to the doctor and I can do this, this, and this. And she was so, so happy. It was unbelievable. Well, that was the good part. The bad part was we had to work through getting the title straight and we had to struggle with the husband being out of town and his name had to be on the title. And it actually took us over a week just to get the title straight. And so we got the title straight and I went, okay. So we had Jerry, our Christian body shop guy, tow the car over to Bob 109, you pull it. And I was going to have Bob carry the car up to where the, where the lady has her car and actually bring her other car back, give her money for the car that we're going to crush essentially so that she could pay for the taxes and the title on the new car. It was going to be, it was, this was going to be smooth, right? (laughs) So, (laughs) oh my, anyway, Bob says, Robbie, do you want to come drive this car before we, we go up there? So last, a week ago, Thursday, I went up there and I talked about this in the show last week. I go up there, I drive this car and I mean, the rear axle is howling or something. This got, I'm and both Bob and I decide this sounds like a wheel bearing is bad. Oh my, how are we going to get this fixed? Because honestly, we're out of money. I mean, I was like, and I was really discouraged. I was like, Bob, I, this lady needs this car. She's got this daughter that she's got to get her to the doctor. What are we going to do? We don't have any money, but we got to get this car fixed. And he could tell, Bob could, that I was down. <laughs> and he says, he says so clear to me, Robbie, God hasn't supplied it yet. Those were his exact words, and that was like a week ago Thursday. So now Bob says, we'll figure out a way to get this bearing. Let's get it over to the guy that can fix it. And and we'll take it from there. And Bob went and found a bearing and it looked like we were making progress. Well, the weekend comes. And of course the lady is very, very upset because she still doesn't have a car. She doesn't have a way to get her daughter. And apparently she had told a friend that lives in Winston Salem that she felt like that perhaps our ministry was ripping her off, that she had gotten and gotten insurance on this car and she was concerned, and I understand why she'd be concerned, because they're not bringing us the car, and I got insurance on it. Of course, we're trying to get the car fixed to make sure it's right. And so while I'm at church last Sunday morning, I get this voicemail that was not very pleasant from her friend who really thought we were trying to rip her off. If this, Are you guys some kind of con that you're conning this poor lady and her daughter that you're going to make all this happen? When I tell you how God worked, of course, when I got this voicemail, I was not a very happy person. But I got to share how God worked through this when we get back. So much more Christian Car Guy Show coming up.
Traveling Tabernacles today on the Christian Car Guy Show. How does that work out in your car? And it's interesting when you listen to the words of that song, Here in My Car, I Feel Safest of All. I see it as a wonderful opportunity, and I'll bet you do too, that you know, you've worked all morning, now you go get in your car for lunch. And here's a chance to disconnect from all that and reconnect and re bring your union together with Christ. What does that feel like? How do you make that happen? How does, how does that work for you practically? Here's your chance to share that. We would love to hear it because we all are so hard-pressed on every side. How do we reconnect? And I really think that as we get into our cars, it's a wonderful way. It is certainly a wonderful way for me to reconnect. 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. If you're digitally gifted, you've got that question about a car, you've got some other comment or statement you want to make, we would love to take it. we got all these lines open. And I, it's just me today, so you just call in, 866-348-7884. Now, we, when we left our hero in the Jesus Labor Love, if you're wondering what that was about, we have a ministry here at the Christian Car Guy Show called the Jesus Labor Love. It's car repair, labor, and sometimes parts for single moms, widows, and families in crisis. And if you go to ChristianCarGuy.com, you'll see the menu tab that says Jesus Labor Love, and there you can apply for assistance if you need it, or you can donate money, which we certainly need. we got lots of needs out there right now, but there's also a place to donate a car, and occasionally we get a car, and it's more practical for some of these cars to replace the car than to continue to fix it. And as I was saying last Sunday, I had gotten this car that we'd been trying to get fixed. It's gone on for weeks. This poor lady trying to get her daughter to the doctor, she'd put insurance on this car. We still got to get the wheel bearing fixed. And her friend finds out about it and she is angry and good for her. I mean, I know I'm the one she was angry at, but I'm glad that she had a friend like that that would step up and try to engage into her situation. She don't want anybody ripping off her friend and her um, daughter. I wouldn't. I think I think it's admirable. But at the time, since you're the one getting the anger, it's not so admirable. <laughs> but anyway, interestingly, by the time I called her back after I got out of church, Actually, I took my nap, to be honest. You know, I told you I'm 62, so I got to take a nap after church. <laughs> after I got my nap, I said, I'm going to call. We'll see what's going on. Well, when she went to church, apparently she made a prayer request in her Sunday school class that her friend had this need, and there was this crazy ministry that said they were going to bring a car, and they weren't bringing it. Well, whose Sunday school class does she happen to be in but Jerry Mathis's? I'm not kidding you. <laughs> That's our Christian body shop guy. Interestingly, this is more than a coincidence. The car, the Infinity, came from a lady in that same Sunday school class. And she knew why it had taken so long to get the title. And of course, Jerry was in the middle of all that. So everybody in the Sunday school class was like, well, you don't understand. This is legitimate. This is a ministry. This is what they do. And, and can you picture this? That God has had to be laughing. Because he's like, really? Um, and so when, by the time I called her on Sunday, she had a completely different frame of mind. And she's like, I am so grateful for what you do. And how can we help you and whatever? And I said, well, we're trying to get this wheel bearing in this car. And she says, well, I'll pay for it. I was like, really? And this was like $300. I mean, really? You'll pay for it? That's uh, how, You see, she was going to protect this friend. And then she 
really put her money where her mouth was, and she did, in fact, pay for this wheel bearing. Now, it still took us <laughs> all week to get the bearing. And so yesterday, literally yesterday, we finally got the bearing in. And this friend, talk, everybody needs friends like this lady has. This friend drove all the way up there, which was every bit of 45 minutes, and just to pick up the tag to bring it back down here to me so we could go pick up the car. And this was like at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And I said, well, I don't have anybody to go with me right now, and I really would like to get her the car as soon as possible. Would you consider going with me? So this same friend that paid the money and made the trip to get the tag, she drove me over to Patricio's. Allegria's where the car got repaired. We took the car, drove it up to Mount, up, up to where it went, went up that long dirt road, delivered it. That lady, you had to see the look on her face. You had to see the look on her daughter's face. You had to see what God did. <laughs> and I mean, I, I have to tell this story. Here in the same Sunday school class is a lady who has a friend up there that is desperately in need of a car. Another lady independent of all that, decides to donate a car to the Jesus Labor Love. Same Sunday school class. All this stuff happens right in the middle of that is God. And I know if you'd have seen, you know, talk about the weeping prophet. If you'd have seen the heart of this mother, I mean, it was broken was as we pulled up into to, to drop off the car. She was weeping. And you know, God is smiling down on that going, look, 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 he provided. And I, I just needed to share that today. It's such a story, such an amazing thing. But my hat's off to friends like that, that would go to that kind. I mean, that's a, that is a Christian friend. Maybe you got a story like that where a Christian friend stepped up for you. 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. And I told you at the beginning of the show, I had a couple other little issues that I, you know, they're kind of like my pet peeves or whatever. And I, I, it just really, it really breaks my heart that three young boys, all under the age of 17, were killed in an automobile accident in Davie County, North Carolina, here about three weeks ago. And it turned out the main reason for the accident was these teens were speeding. Of course, three boys in a, in a car, and you, you can picture the scene. But I've said this for years, and I'm going to say it again. If you just try to go the speed limit, just just go out there on whatever, and you know the roads I'm talking about where nobody goes the speed limit, just go try to go the speed limit. They'll come flying up on you. They'll go around you. They'll do whatever they can do to get by you because they have got to speed. And that peer pressure, you see, you take that 16-year-old. He's learning to drive. He doesn't know how to handle that speed. And the next thing you know, all these people zooming around him, coming up on him, and all this stuff going on, your speed affects the peer pressure of all those people around you. You see what I'm saying? And believe me, I, I'm a reformed speeder right here. You're looking at a guy that <laughs> you're not looking at him unless you're on Facebook right now watching our live feed, but <laughs> you're hearing a guy who has been that guy who always went five miles and over, always went six miles and over. over. Well, you know, I know that that particular accident was more than 10 or 15 miles an hour over the speed limit that they were going, but where does it start? You know, it, you know where I, I heard a, a heartbreaking testimony about a father whose son started out with pot and ended up at a heroin addict. Where did it start? Where does speeding start? It starts at two, three, five miles an hour over because your own kids are watching you drive at that speed. 866-348-7884. 
and peer pressure has a real effect on it. And then here comes the other thing that is just absolutely phenomenal and just blows my mind is the amount of fatalities that we still have from people that don't wear their seatbelts. I've done shows for years on this subject, and I can't, I've had EMT workers call in and tell this story. They have never unbuckled a dead man. I used to sell Volvos, and they had story after story after story of people that survived through accidents, but in each case, the way they survived was they wore their seatbelt. Yes, you got airbags, but those airbags are designed to work around a seatbelt. And so, you know, it's just a critical thing to absolutely be in the habit. And the reason it happened to me, and the reason that like all the, <laughs> you know, God teaches me, and so I have an opportunity to teach. But years ago, this was probably in... 1983 or four, uh, I was taking my son to school at the time who was about three years old and he, neither of us were wearing a seatbelt. He was standing on the front seat. You know, it was back before car seat laws and all this was a long time ago, but we had seatbelts at the time. We had shoulder harness seatbelts and, uh, I was in an Oldsmobile Forenza, if you remember those cars, <laughs> but anyway, I was selling cars, and I didn't think I needed to wear a seatbelt because I was in and out of cars all the time, and I thought that's the last thing in the world I need to do. So we are sitting in an intersection, stopped. He is standing in the front seat, right? How could anything happen here? We're stopped at the intersection. And I look in my rearview mirror, and here comes a guy. He is bearing down on us like unbelievable. And you know what happened? He slams into the back of the car. Well, my left arm reaches out to catch my son who's headed for the dashboard at a zillion miles an hour and wham. And this was not a severe accident. I mean, it was not like, oh my word, you know, he was, it would have blown the airbags or something today. It wasn't like that. It wasn't that hard, but there was no catching that boy. And he was headed for the, the, the windshield. I am telling you, seatbelts save lives. I don't know how else to put that other than just to say <laughs> seatbelts save lives. You going the speed limit is the right kind of peer pressure you can put on. And when we come back, we're going to talk about our appraisal by the Real Black Book. Traveling Tabernacles today on the Christian Car Guys show. Yes, here in your car, you can make it safe. You can make it safe to meet with God. And uh, I actually had another song that I wanted queued up to play in that particular place because there it, it has everything to do with our appraisal by the Real Black Book, how we um, cry out for discernment. You know, what do you do when you're hard-pressed on every side? How is it that you get in that place of worship and there is this even if, and we're going to get that queued up so that you can hear it in a minute because it's going to have everything to do with what I want to talk about. So we had talked about how we're all connected to our phones and screens and we're hard-pressed on every side. And when you look at that verse that Paul was describing in Ephesians 4, and you might remember I said at the beginning of the show that Monday was my birthday, and I'd asked Jesus to show me something really cool for my birthday, and this is 
has to do with what he showed me. So Paul in that Ephesians verse says, we are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. That second line, we are perplexed, but not in despair. Well, I've been reading this book for a long, long time called The Christian in Complete Armor by William Gurnall, which Spurgeon said of that book that if he could only have one book other than the Bible, he would have to have that one. And that's when I decided to take on reading that book, which is 900 pages written in the 1600s. So it's a bit hard to get through, but oh, it's so worth it. And that's where I went Monday morning on my birthday. And he went on and this, he was just finishing up the shield of faith. And when I talked about the shield of faith, he said that Satan, in order to, to, to really slap God's face, what he is after is to get his victims to the point of despair. That you get to the point where you don't think God can rescue you. You know, take, go back to my story earlier where I didn't know how God was going to get this car fixed and all this stuff. If, God, if Satan can get you to the point of despair, you know, that like really hurts God. And so in that book, that in, again, on my birthday morning, Gurnall says that if you turn to John chapter 6, verse 29, that is the instar omnium, which is a funny <laughs> sort of Latin way to say that it's everything hangs on this particular verse. And when you look at that verse, it's a bit peculiar because Jesus answered them. Here's the verse. Jesus answered them and said to them, this is the work of God that you believe in him whom he sent. You know, that's a fascinating answer, even more fascinating when you look deeply into the question. Because here's the way the question happened. If you remember, these people had followed Jesus across the lake because they wanted more bread. And Jesus is trying to help them. And he says, don't labor for food that perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you because God the Father has sent him to put it with his seal on him. And then he said to them, then they said to him, they came with a question. They asked Jesus, what shall we do? What are these works that you're talking about? How do we do the works of God? And to that, Jesus answers them, this is the work of God, that you believe in him. And he said, wait a minute, that's the work? The work is to believe in him whom he sent, the Father sent, right? So our work very clearly is to believe, not to despair. And that word, instar omnium, in Latin, is a legal term. They use it in the law today. And it's the English form of that word would be pendant, like you would have a pendant that went around your neck. Well, that legal word means that the whole case hangs on that. And what William was saying is, all that you do is undone, and you yourselves, till this is done. Until you believe, all you do is undone, and yourselves... Until this is done, you have to believe. True words, if you believe Jesus, is every, has everything and everything is under control. So I'm hoping that, uh, Jasper, would you be able to play the song that I wanted to use at that bump? Just This is a song that I, when I go in my car, listen to it, when I get in despair, when I start to feel those buds of despair coming up, I, li- I play the song over and over and over again till I get the sense of it because it has everything to do with believing. Go ahead and play that, Jasper, if you can. They're working on it. And as soon as you get it, you just go on and play it. We're hoping you can do it. Um, it's a song by Mercy, Mercy Me, and it's called Even If. Are you getting it up? 
Okay. So the, the interesting thing, the testimony behind that song is that the lead singer of Mercy Me's son has diabetes. And he himself was feeling despair, like, I know God could reach out and heal my son, but he doesn't. But even if he doesn't, Jesus is still everything. <laughs> I mean, it all hangs on Jesus. God is good. He's got this. It, maybe he's not going to fix this car right now, but he's got this, and he's got a reason for it, and all things work together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And so the neat thing, and again, even if they're not able to get this up so you can hear it, you can go on YouTube and, and listen to it whenever you want and replay it in your car time and time and time again. Again, the song is called Even If. And the point is that, interestingly, in the Reformation, what happened on October 31st, if you got it, you're going to play it, go ahead. But even if you don't, he's still, he's still got it all. I love that. I play it over and over and over again when I am in those moods. And that's when I take my car and turn it into a tabernacle. It's an amazing thing. But when you look at Martin Luther, he was, you know, we had this, this wonderful speaker, Dr. Stephen Davey, who's on the Truth Network and speaks. And he, he, he came in and did this pastor's event celebrating the Reformation. And when you, when you see what Martin Luther was doing on that day in Wittenberg and 500 years ago, he was teaching on the book of Romans, which the book of Romans is saying that salvation's a free gift. Jesus did this. This is a Jesus thing. <laughs> and it's all done, and you're good to go. You're going to be in heaven. And while he's over there saying it's a free gift, these people were selling indulgences. And they were saying, look, your, your, your relatives are in purgatory, and for you know money that you put in the pot, we can take years off of these indulgences. And your relatives are screaming out that they need help to get out of purgatory. And you can, and so Martin Luther's saying, well, what did Paul mean when he said it's free? Jesus paid it all. <laughs> he paid it all. <laughs> you know, what does that mean that it's a free gift? The gospel is, is the gospel. It's very simple. And, and just like William Gurnall is saying, it all hangs on this pendant, right? It's all hung right here. Jesus went to the cross. And when he did, he worked out your salvation and mine. And when we get to heaven, it might get all straight. And I'm not going to say it will get all straight. I'm not going to say it might get all straight. When we get to heaven at all, it will be straight. Right now, we may have to put up with diabetes. We might have to put up with broken cars. We might have to put up with whatever. But when we get to heaven, you see, then it's all worked out because it all hangs on the gospel. Jesus did it all. It's a free gift. It doesn't cost anything. And how cool we celebrated this this year. Jesus gave me this on my birthday. <laughs> and I hope that you turn your car into a tabernacle this week. And, and, and I also hope you have a chance to go to ChristianCarGuy.com, take a look at that picture of the mom and her daughter. Uh, volunteer to pray for our Jesus labor love. That would be awesome. I love people that are praying alongside of us. We can always use the help. 
Remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went and got it all done in 33 years. Buckle up. That's a good thing to say today. Set your clocks back because the time is changing. And thanks again for listening to The Christian Car Guy Show.